Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Romans chapter 13, I want to read two verses of Scripture. Romans 13, verse 7 and 8. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Let's worship him one more time before we're seated. Thank you, Lord. We give you honor and praise, and we ask your word to have its way in our lives. And God, let the anointing be here to bless every single person that hears this in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. And you may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, the perpetual debt of love. The perpetual debt of love. So Paul here is talking to the church at Rome and he said, render therefore those things that are due, the people that are due in your life. Amen. To render is to pay. And he said, tribute. To whom tribute? Tribute is taxes. And, and custom is, is revenue. You know, if you, if you owe bills or whatever, you know. And then, he's, and then uh, fear to whom fear or respect to whom respect is due. And so there's times that we are going to owe debts uh, to people about different things. Uh, amen. But uh, there is one debt that he said in verse 8, owe no man anything. You know, that's the goal, I guess. Uh, but he said, but to love one another. Amen. amen. And in Romans uh, thirteen eight in the NIV, it says it this way, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are in the end times, folks. We can see that. It jumped on us. We've been preaching about it and reading about it for decades, and it just, it just jumped out of nowhere, it seems like, in the last year or two. Amen. We are in the end times that the Bible talks about. Jesus spoke about it. Amen. In Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 21. Amen. When his disciples said, Lord, show us, uh, tell us uh, what, when the end's going to be. And he gave them signs, uh, earthquakes and diverse places, wars and rumors of war, famines and pestilences and diseases and, and all kinds of things. Uh, amen. That were signs of the end times. Uh, those are the things we think about when we think about the end time signs. Uh, amen. But they're is one end time sign that is that's happening right now as well amen that I want to talk about that goes with what we are talking about today Matthew 24:12 and in the, the the all the signs he was talking about he also said and because lawlessness will increase so much the love of many will grow cold he's talking about the end times 
Amen. And then Paul later on, he said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And verse uh, 2 Timothy 3, 2, he said, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you something. The debt of love is not to our own selves. It's a debt we owe to each other. Praise God. And in this day and time we're living in, praise God, there's a void of true and genuine love. There's a vacuum of true and genuine love. Amen. Right now, amen, is an opportune time for the people of God to show genuine love because it'll go a long way in the day we're living in. Praise God. Even the simplest gesture is received with so is very welcoming from people because they don't see it all over the place. They're seeing you know hatred and they're seeing bitterness and they're seeing people that are all about themselves. Amen. And when somebody, amen, is unselfish and reaches out in the love of God to somebody else, that amen brings something to their attention. Yes. That's something that really gets them that they're not used to experiencing and that points somebody to Jesus and that's the goal we're going to point somebody to Jesus see when you pay your car off you don't owe any anybody else uh, anything else on that car on that on that you know whether you pay the you know the dealership or you pay the bank you know when you pay off your credit card you don't owe anything else on it until you start charging again of course and, and when you pay your house off you know 30-year loan usually, that's a whopper, you know, that's a, that's cause to celebrate. You don't owe anything else on it. Amen. And I'm sure it's everybody's dream to be debt-free. Amen. If you've ever uh, uh, heard of Dave Ramsey, he's a, he's the guy that helps people with their finances and helps them get financially, uh, you know, stable and, and, uh, and, and free and independent. Amen. Uh, and uh, he, he, uh, he, his mission is to get people debt free, to help people get debt free. Praise God when it comes to their finances. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a great goal to have. However, you and I, as God's people, we will never pay off our debt of love. Amen. Let me tell you that again. We're never going to pay off our debt of love. As long as I got breath in my lungs, as long as I'm breathing and walking with Jesus, I owe it to you to love you. Amen. I owe it to you to love you. Praise God. Amen. I will always owe you God's love. I will always owe you a non-judgmental attitude. I will always owe you forgiveness. Amen. I will always owe you mercy. I will always owe you grace. Because God has given it to me. And he wants me to give it to you. And he wants you to give it to somebody else. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Woo, hallelujah. See, I, I picked the word perpetual for my title because perpetual means continuous. 
It means endless. It's a debt that will never, uh, never be done. Praise God. You cannot pay it off. And God doesn't want us to pay it off. He's going to keep giving us the love so that you can give the love out. Praise God. And Paul said God gives us the comfort so we'll have enough comfort for us and a little bit extra to comfort somebody else. That's the way God works. He gives us mercy and we extend it to others. He gives us grace and we extend it to others. He forgives us. We forgive others. He loves us. We love others. He doesn't judge. We don't judge. Praise God. But sadly, too many people are a little bit behind on their payments when it comes to loving others. Praise God. And see, this is not a debt that we can neglect. We can't afford to neglect it. It's, as, it's, a, so much, it's more important than keeping up on our house payment or on our car payment, amen, to keep current and up to date on our debt of love to others. Praise God. You see, amen, here's the thing. You say, well, my love can only go so far. My love can only, you know, I don't know how I'm going to fulfill this debt you're talking about. Amen. That's true. Our love that we were born with, our love that we, we acquired, you know, through life. Amen. It does have limits, praise God. But I'm talking about a higher love yes. that God's going to give us yes. to help us fulfill this commandment. Yes. Let me give you an example. When Jesus rose from the dead and before he ascended up into heaven, in John chapter 21, all the guys were out fishing and they noticed uh, after a while there was somebody on the shore building a fire and cooking some fish up and some bread or whatever. And they, they kind of looked and, you know, he didn't look familiar. And then when Peter looked a little closer, he goes, man, that looks like the Lord. And he dove off. He didn't even wait for the boat, you know. Hey, let's get that boat to the shore. He just dove off and swam to shore. And sure enough, it was the resurrected Lord, you know, making him a little, a little something. He said, come and dine. Come and dine. Amen. Amen. And then Jesus asked Simon Peter some questions after they had dined. John 21, 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? Talking about these other guys or whatever and the other situations. He said of them, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. And then the third time, he said to him, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Amen. So you say, well, why did Jesus ask Peter the same question three times? Amen. Some people surmise that it wasn't just a few days ago, amen, that Peter had denied the Lord three times. And maybe Jesus was wanting to confirm that he really wanted to go forward and stuff. I don't really think so about that. 
Amen. But I believe Jesus was trying to emphasize to Peter, amen, hey, I'm about ready to get out of here, and a church is about ready to start. And remember, I gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and I need you, amen, to know the importance of loving the people of God and loving people in general, praise God. And so he emphasized it by asking him that three times. But when we take a closer look at that passage, we find that Jesus didn't even ask the same question three times. The first time he said, feed my lambs. And the second two questions were, feed my sheep. Amen. What are lambs? Amen. They are newborn sheep. Praise God. Amen. So he was telling them, you know what? You're about ready. Uh, you know, he, he's getting them ready. He goes, you're about ready to stand up on the day of Pentecost and you're about ready to preach the first sermon to, to thousands of people and they're going to be born again and added to the church and they're going to be my lambs. They're going to be new converts. They're going to be people that are brand new and I want you to love them and feed them. Amen. Take good care of them. And the sheep, of course, are adult lambs, adult sheep. Amen. You got to take care of them too. But then there's a not so obvious uh, difference in the questions. When you get into the Greek word for love, uh, because there's a lot of love going on in these verses. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. You know, he was grieved. You know, yes, I love you. Right? But the word that Jesus was using for love in the first two verses was agapeo. That's God's love and love in action. It's a form of the word agape, which is God's love. The word that Peter used every single time he answered was phileo. That is to be a friend to, to be fond of, to have affection for. That's a human love that everybody, even non-believers, have for family and friends that they care for. That's a limited love. Amen. So Jesus was asking him, let's read this with the words love swapped out for agape. Oh, and phileo. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, agapeo thou me more than these? He said, yea, Lord, you know that I phileo thee. He said, feed my lambs. He said, get the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, agapeo thou me? He said, Lord, thou knowest that I phileo thee. He saith unto them, feed my sheep. He saith unto them the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, phileo thou me? Jesus brought it down and said, okay, I know you don't understand Nagapio yet. See, Peter didn't have the Holy Ghost yet, folks. Come on. Amen. He wasn't going to get it until the day of Pentecost. And remember, Jesus said, no Holy Ghost is going to come until I leave. Amen. When I go away, I'll send the Comforter. And he hadn't ascended up into heaven. That was Acts chapter 1. Amen. So then Jesus said, do you love, do you phileo me? Simon, and Peter was grieved because he said the third time, do you phileo me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I phileo thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Amen. 
Praise God. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He didn't comprehend what was agape yet. Agapeo. Praise God. He hadn't been filled yet. And that's the importance of God's people. Not just being an amen, an intellectual believer, but being a heart-filled, spirit-filled believer. Amen. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So how are we going to love God? Amen. And give this debt out, This pay this debt the rest of our lives to everybody we come in contact with we're gonna do it amen praise God with God's love through his spirit praise the Lord we're gonna do it with his spirit in Jesus name amen God so loved us that he came and died for us that was his love to us amen so that we would have forgiveness of sins we would live an abundant life here on earth and then someday spend eternity with him forever praise God and you see God will impart his love to us that we may love people the way we ought to love them amen First John 4 11 beloved if God so loved us we ought also to love one another Amen. And then Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 13, verse 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Amen. You see, what he was telling us was, because he, he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Amen. That was his people. Praise God. And then he said, I want you to love as I have loved you. I want you to love one another. So these first verses are talking about God's people loving each other. You say, well, God's people automatically love each other. Oh, no, they don't. This church, they do. <laughs> Amen. We got a great loving spirit in this church. Yeah, but let me tell you something. That's not the way. With everybody. Amen. So he was saying, we got to love one another as God has loved us. Amen. And then he said, I give you a new commandment as I have loved you. Love one another. Talking about the people of God. Because other people are going to be watching my church. Other people are going to be watching how the people of God treat each other. Amen. And he said, by this. By, by what? By how they love one another. They're going to know that they that you are my true disciples. Not just by the doctrine. Well, what do these people believe? Well, yeah, that's an indicator of, of God's people. But he's saying, you know what? You can have doctrine all day long, but if you don't have love, you just got an empty shell. Praise God. You just got a bunch of rules and regulations. Amen. And it's not, it's going to ring hollow. It's not going to ring true. We need love. And if you don't believe me, you read first uh, homework assignment. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 when you get home. 1 Corinthians 13, that's the charity chapter. KJV says, uh, King James says charity, but that's God's love. Every word you see in charity in KJV, that is God's love. Amen. Translated. And love in other other versions. But let me tell you something. He said, you can do this. You can do that. You can give to the poor. You can this and you can be all spiritual and, and you can move mountains with your faith. But if you don't have love, he said, you're nothing. Right, amen. 
So love is a principal thing and all these other things happen because of our love. It's because my love I give to the poor. It's because I love you that I pray for you. It's because I love you that I fast for you. It's because I love you that I help you out. Oh, hallelujah. He said, love one to another, not just for another. I believe there's a difference. There's a difference between sympathy and empathy. If I just have love for you, that's sympathy. But if I don't do anything about it, amen, that's where my love stops. That's filial love. But if I want to go all the way, what God wants me to do, I got to go with the agapeo love. And I have to have the love one, two. So, I, so for first I have sympathy. And then because of my sympathy, I go the extra mile and I have empathy, which is love in action. And it does something. It doesn't just say something. It does something. Because words are cheap, but actions speak like a thousand words. Amen. First John 3.17 If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love in, with words or speech but with actions and in truth. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we're coming in, like my wife said, we're coming into the, the season of thanksgiving and the season of giving. Amen. The season of Jesus giving what he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. All that. Hey, praise God. And this is what God is wanting us to focus on. Not just at this season, but like she said, all year round. Because let's be honest. Amen. When we come across some people, it's not easy to love some people. Amen. Maybe I'm the only, you know, imperfect one up here that, you know, has an issue loving every single person. No problem. Oh, yeah. Amen. Jesus didn't say, hey, you know, just love them if it's easy. Love them if they make you feel good. You know, love them if, you know, they don't cause you no grief. Then, you know, otherwise you can write those people off. No. He said all. Amen. See, in fact, Jesus went out of his way to let us know that if we love only the people that love us in return, we aren't doing anything very special. Amen. Amen. He goes, even the publicans do the same. Publicans are a.k.a. tax collectors. They were tax collectors back in those days. They were the most like, you know, they had like the worst approval ratings if there was polls on tax collectors. <laughs> Amen. So when he said even the publicans love their publicans' buddies and the publicans' family, they all love each other. But he said, I'm telling you, that's not what I want you to do. Amen. Why? Because it's easy to love people that love you back. Amen. It's easy to give to people that give back to you. It's easy to do things like that. But amen, when it's just a one-way situation and you're doing it for, in the name of Jesus and you're doing it as unto the Lord and you don't get anything back, who cares? You might not get anything back until you step across. Amen. Those pearly gates. We're not doing it to get something back. We're doing it for him. Because he said, you owe it. Yes. I saved you, and that's the least you can do. 
And he said, Matthew 5, 43, you have heard, verse uh, 43, that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That was the Old Testament. Some people say, well, I'd rather not live in the Old Testament. Well, you could be back there and you'd be okay hating your enemy. Because that's kind of was the old, that was like the principle back then. Amen. But see, when Jesus, this is a Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. Amen. He took a lot of those Old Testament scriptures and he spiritualized them and he even made them more, uh, a higher bar to meet. Amen. He said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, that's not the way it's going to be with my people, with the church. Amen. With the people with the debt of love. I say, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. Amen. And like Jess was saying last week, I think she said something about, yeah, you don't have, they don't have, you don't have to be your be their best friend. You don't have to give them a key to your house and they can, you come in one day and uh, uh, you, you just walk in your door and you see them with their head in the fridge looking through all your stuff, see what they can you know, rustle up for lunch. Yeah, you know, I just thought I'd come in. You know, you don't, you know, you don't give your enemy the key to the house, but you, that doesn't mean you don't love them. Right. Amen. You might not like some people, but you got to love them. You might not like what they do, but you got to love their soul and you got to pray for them because you want them to make it. Yes. Amen. Nobody, we don't want anybody going to hell. If we, have the, if we have the say about it, I know there's bad people, there's wicked people, there's evil people. Amen. But as long as they're breathing, they might have some kind of chance to turn around, possibly. And it's up to us to love them. And then what they do is their business. If you love people with God's love, you'll forgive them. If you love people with God's love, you won't judge them. If you love people with God's love, you will give them the benefit of the doubt. Amen. Romans 13, 9, for the, for the commandments, and really all of them are summed up. If you, if you just add them all up, not just the ten, but... All the sub-commandments and sub-ordinances and everything we find in the Old Testament and the New Testament summed up, amen, and up in this, love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen? Amen. Praise God. That's what it's all about. Amen. Praise God. We have a debt of love, and God help us to love them like Jesus loves them. Does it say, you know, like that song we sing about, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, love a soul through me. Amen. That's really what we're talking about. Amen. God's love coming through me and you. Praise God. One person said this, God is love. And we can never know true love apart from Him. Amen. Another person said, we love others best when we love God most. Amen? Mm -hmm. That's why the first commandment is not love your neighbor as yourself. The first and greatest commandment is love God with heart, with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second follows because if I don't love God with everything, I'm not going to uh, fulfill my debt of love 
to my neighbor, to my enemy, or to my brother or sister. Amen. So how do we get God's love? We have to receive his spirit. We have to be born again of the spirit. Amen. Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad. It comes in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's given us. We need the Holy Ghost, folks. Amen. We need the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Jesus said you must be born again of water and the Spirit. we got to be born of the Spirit. Amen. we got to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. We've got to be filled, overflowing. Amen. Rivers of living water. And then we're going to be able to fulfill this debt of love. It will be, it sure be challenging sometimes, but that's okay. Because not, not everybody is going to receive what love we're trying to give them. But we got to love them anyway. Amen. Even if they don't ask you to forgive you, you should forgive give him anyway because Jesus forgave us Amen. praise God and remember forgiveness does not make the other person right the forgiveness makes you free it makes you obedient to God's word and in right standing with God Amen. oh hallelujah so if we, we can't withhold forgiveness that's like withholding love for people we've got to forgive we've got to love hallelujah. with God's love and I know sometimes we can have compassion fatigue. That's, a, that's actually a term, compassion fatigue. Amen. It was actually uh, a, a term that uh, came about when uh, Hurricane Katrina came years ago and all the first responders went down there from all over the country amen to help all the local uh, first responders there amen and there was so much devastation and there was so many things and people were hardly getting any sleep because they needed them back to help amen and the time was of the essence search and rescue and helping and all this kind of stuff and medical praise God that they people got compassion fatigue amen because they, they wanted to do it so bad but it was, uh, it was overwhelming but I'm telling you that's why our phileo love only goes so far we gotta be in the spirit we gotta pray in the Holy Ghost we gotta be in church we gotta be in the word and God will baptize us with a spirit of love to help us have the compassion we need to love others would you stand with me Thank you, Jesus. oh praise the Lord Praise the Lord. Galatians 5.22 said the fruit of the Spirit is love. Amen. You know, a lot of people talk about the gifts of the Spirit. There's nine gifts. Tongues and interpretation and there's prophecy and discerning of spirits and the gift of healing and the gift of faith. And There's nine gifts. And a lot of people, oh yeah, those are great or whatever. But you know what? There's nine fruit of the Spirit too. And we got to have the fruit. Amen. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. The very first of the nine fruit of the Spirit is love. And then there's gentleness and meekness and joy. Amen. And temperance and long-suffering. Praise God. There's all those things. There's nine of them, but the first one is love. And it's God's love because it's the fruit of His Spirit. Amen. The fruit of any tree is... Amen is the byproduct 
of the tree and the roots. An apple tree has apples. The fruit of the apple tree is an apple. Amen. And it comes from the, the branch and the trunk and the roots. And Jesus Christ, amen, is the root. Amen. And the trunk of the church. And that we are on, we are, we are the branches. And when we bear fruit, it comes from Him. Amen. We abide in Him, and He abides in us, and we bear fruit. And the fruit comes from Him. The fruit comes from the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We must be born again of water and spirit. Repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, infilling of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The perpetual debt of love. Lord, help us. Amen. And love is light and God is light. And when we reach out and we're walking out there and we're at the store and we're at the job and we're at school and, and we're just going about our business in our neighborhood or whatever and we're just shining the love of God. Amen. Helping others. Praise God. Amen. Yes, it's, it's humility is involved. Yes, meekness is involved. Amen. That's what love is all about. It won't always be received. Amen. But we got to give it anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Lord will bless us. Praise God. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.